Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. There you go. Good morning. Uh, it's nice to see you all here from all over the place, and uh, we're glad you're here. So thank you for joining us this morning on the Zoom service. Um, uh, I was trying to figure out how many we were up to uh, at this point, and uh, to say the least, it's uh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we have birthdays, and we wish all those with birthdays uh, a great birthday celebration. Um, and so uh, um, we, we were going to have a pile of birthdays towards the end of August. I'm just telling you that now. Uh, I was quite surprised to see the number of birthday cards I was going to be sending out uh, in August. So anyway, glad you're here. And may God bless your, your uh, life and, uh, and ministry wherever you may be. Um, the call to worship is uh, written there. Um, yes, uh, yes, Sharon, Sharon Maharaj who you've seen on the program, had a birthday yesterday. So uh, we wish her a very happy birthday, and I sent her greetings. Um, the call to worship is in your bulletin. If you don't see it, I know that Joel probably has it uh, ready on the screen. And it's Psalm uh, 17 and uh, gifts of sharing. Uh, that's quite a little uh, appropriate little uh, uh, cartoon. Um, it's it's uh, actually, I think it's Psalm 7, 17, but anyway, it's all right. Um, let's uh, read it together. Uh, listen to God, to the most honest prayer you have ever, you will ever hear. Show the world I'm innocent. You know I am. Examine me from the inside out. Surprise me in the middle of the night. I'm not trying to get, a, to get my way. I'm trying to get your way. For me, I'm planning to look you full in, the fa in your face. Everybody, I long to see your full stature and live heaven on earth. Praise the Lord. Our gathering song is going to be Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. You're on, uh, Joel. All right. Uh, I'm just going to call my assistant so we can flip through the slides. There you go. Thank you, Caleb. Caleb Joseph. If not, we can just have a poppy walk across the keyboard. I think that might also work. <laughs> that would be fun. Would that be fun? Wednesday opening. Oh yeah, maybe next week. Ow. 
Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful. Streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I found in that desert place. Through the wilderness, blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, feel I will stay. Blessed be your name when the sun is shining down on me. Though the world is all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to grace. And when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will stay. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose within. Thank you, Joel. Let us pray, and also we will include the assurance of pardon and the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this wonderful rain that's falling at, falling at such a steady pace. We give you thanks, Lord, because we've been dry. It's been dry. 
And Lord, you said you would water the dry and thirsty land, and you certainly have done that. We give you praise and thanks and adoration for it. For the way you've met our needs all week, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We ask you now, Lord, to forgive our sins, cleanse us from anything we've done wrong, that we might walk in the fullness and newness of life that you've promised us. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul assures us of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. Blessed be his holy name. We're going to uh, turn over to Joel again. And uh, he's singing one of my favorite courses because it was around when I was a wee little fellow. As a matter of fact, as long as I can remember. Give me oil in my lap. Keep me burning. Thank you, Joel and Caleb and Isla and, and uh, Tracy for leading us in that great cor old course. It's been around a long time. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to tell you a children's story, and it really is about a child, a bunch of children, actually. There's a teacher uh, in grade, uh, grade one teacher in Toronto. And um, this lady was teaching math in her classroom of six-year-olds. And uh, the, a lot of the class uh, had a number of uh, new refugee children who'd just come to uh, Canada and to Toronto area. And so anyway, she was trying to teach them fractions. So that's what she did. She explained the difference between a quarter of something and a half of something. So if we were to take a chocolate bar, we would break it in half, that would be half a chocolate bar. And then if you broke one of the halves again in half, then that would be a quarter of a chocolate bar. Well, that's what she did. And so she asked the class to write down whether they would prefer to have a quarter of a chocolate bar or half a chocolate bar. It was very interesting, of course, the children that have been in Canada a good many years responded half a chocolate bar, which probably was the answer that she was looking for. But she also noticed that without exception, the children who were, that were from another country said a quarter of a, a chocolate bar. And so the teacher was kind of surprised by the results of the little quiz that she had. She looked over the papers without exception. Every one of the children that were either refugee or had come in from another country uh, had written down a quarter. And so anyway, she thought, well, I better ask the kids just to make sure they even understood what I was talking about. She said, well, I'll ask each of the children. So she sat down with each of the kids independently in the cloakroom, <laughs> so she says, and um, asked them why she, the, the, she, that they had given that question. And without one, every last one of them, in other words, chose a quarter of the chocolate bar rather than the half. And so anyway, she asked them all and they responded so that more people could get a piece of chocolate. Wow, wasn't that amazing? That's a great story because you see, that's what the story is about today in the Bible. It's about Jesus feeding the thousands of people from just a very small lunch that a little boy had brought uh, to, uh, to hear Jesus. He had brought his lunch. And his lunch was probably, well, it says it was two loaves and five fishes, or maybe it was the other way around. But the, regardless, it, it's a story that all of us need to appreciate. Because you see, that's what Jesus has called us to do, is not just think of ourselves, but to think of others and their needs and be sure to meet them. In other words, share the chocolate with more people. Well, that's the moral of the story. I'd like to pray for all the children who are out either vacationing or something else. We're praying that the Lord really is with you, keeps you safe, and keeps you from any harm that may come your way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our kids and ask, Lord, that you'd be with them. Guide their lives. Guide them in everything they do, Lord, and make sure, Lord, that you keep them protected in all their ways. 
this, especially during this holiday weekend. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Well, um, we're going to pray the prayer together uh, that as we listen to God's word. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's really specific to uh, what, we're, what we're talking about today. So um, let's, uh, let's pray it together as, as all of God's people, children, adults, teenagers. Here goes. Today, O oh God, we pray for those who are facing hunger and who feel they are in prison. We pray that your spirit and your compassion would assist us in seeing those around us in need. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, the passage that I'm reading is, uh, is going to be on your screen in a moment, but it's uh, Matthew chapter 14, and uh, we're reading uh, verses 13 to 21. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. If you've got a Bible close by, you can grab it and you can follow it with me. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. When they heard where he was headed, they followed on foot from many towns. And Jesus... When Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As the evening was approaching, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. They ought to be sent home to buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. Give them something to eat. And one of the disciples says, well, we here, have here only five loaves and two fish. Bring them here to me. That's the title of my message. And so he directed the people, sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up into heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples. I don't know where the disciples got the baskets, but... They had abundance of food. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, and then when the disciples gave it to the people, they ate and they were satisfied. That means they had enough, maybe even a little more. As a matter of fact, 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of people who ate were about 5,000 men. And that doesn't include women and children, teenagers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, this morning, I'm, I'm leaving you with two thoughts, two very simple thoughts. The message is entitled, Bring It Here to Me. And Jesus really is looking for us to bring our gifts and our talents to him. And that can be in more than one way. See, we've got to see the world as Jesus sees the world. His DNA was that he began with compassion. There's always something exciting 
uh, about someone finding a, a treasure. But I'm going to, and last week we talked about a guy, in the, who, a gentleman who was an officer in the U.S. Air Force. He was retired and he had bought a Rolex watch for deep sea diving. And we heard that it was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's, that's wonderful. But there are many people who've discovered treasures over the years. Uh, I think of a, a French woman who took an old painting to an auction house to determine its value. She had previously sat it just over her, her oven or her stove uh, so that she always was able to look at it. And someone dropped by and said to her, you got to get that uh, evaluated. That might be worth a bit of money. And it was. For uh, it depicted Jesus being mocked before the his crucifixion. The painting was titled simply Christ Mocked. And um, turns out it was painted in 1280. That's a lot of years ago. That's 800 years ago or a little less than that, but still a long time ago. And um, uh, by an Italian painter named uh, Chimapu. Now that doesn't sound too Italian to me, but that's exactly the way it's, it sounded. A father, a forefather, so to speak, of the Italian Renaissance. That painting had previously hung above <laughs> a hot plate, a stove. Uh, uh, however, when the person who knew what its value truly was saw it, he immediately said that that's worth some money and I think you'd be well set up if you'd uh, just sell it because it's worth some money. Well, the, the painting turns out that uh, it was auctioned off last year. Now, she only got a small portion, but still a, a, a fortune. She'd be able to live off it for the rest of her life and her family. But it sold last year at auction $26.8 million. That's U.S. Remember, I, said, I always emphasize that loss because it's worth a gazillion dollars compared to ours. It's the most money that was ever paid for a medieval painting. Really wonderful find, you say. It would have been nice for that lady to have got a bulk of that, but alas, she didn't. Another homeowner in, in Toulouse, France, uh, opened up uh, a leaky attic for repairs and discovered the painting by the Renaissance artist, and I, I hope I'm not doing an injustice in his name, but Caravaggio. And this painting was estimated to be worth millions of dollars. I don't want you to think that the French, though, had a kind of franchise on finding treasures. Uh, a brother and sister of the United Kingdom were cleaning up their parents' house after their parents both died. And uh, they took a few items to an auction house to be appraised. And one item was a tall, beautiful vase. It was in mint condition. Uh, and to their surprise, the, the vase was made for a Chinese uh, emperor in the 17th century. And it went to auction. Now they got most of that, although the auction house would have got some of it too. $18 million. I thought to myself, wow, that's amazing. Because what happened here is something that we ought to appreciate. And Jesus does the same thing with us. The eyes of the beholder 
are made uh, uh, an item is made valuable if you say it in French, and I'm not going to say it in French because I, I do it in justice. But the fact remains that when you see something and you have a trained eye or you observe very carefully things that are of worth, then you realize that something has great value. Recently, um, uh, you know, some of these things that you hear of are often seen on... Uh, on um, antique roadhouse, and um, and it, it is amazing some of the things that you see, and you think, man, that looks old, and it doesn't, it's not worth a lot. And then you see something else that you think, oh my goodness, who would paint something like that? And you discover that it's six hundred years old or four hundred years old, and it was worth a fortune. The fact is that a trained eye looking at things sees a masterpiece and you know it's the same thing with jesus jesus when he saw the people his trained eye his dna his whole uh, lifestyle was was totally preoccupied with people and their worth and their value the fact is that um, we need to understand that Jesus and disciples had, had been traveling around to, re, uh, to remote places to stay out of the line of fire of, of the people of, of the community, but it didn't work. And as the days passed, because it was days, uh, Jesus uh, all, wanted, all wanted to make sure that he cared for them and every time he saw them, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. As the day passed, the disciples got really tired and they asked Jesus to send the people home. Time to get some nourishment ourselves. And Jesus looked at them and said the strangest things. He said, they don't need to go away. They don't need to go away. Give them something to eat. I'm sure the disciples lost it. I, I would have. I would have said maybe something like, what? Say what? Feed all these people? There's, uh, Lord, there's thousands, not hundreds, not just a group of 25 or 30. There are thousands of people and you want us to feed them. No way. Jesus always did something that I think all of us need to do in helping people grow. And that's this. And it's a simple concept. He brings us into situations that are beyond us so that he can grow our faith. His default setting in his life was compassion. And he's calling us to do the same. And Jesus says to the disciples, has, has anybody brought any food? Oh, one disciple said, yeah, this little guy here, he, he brought along five loaves and two fishes. But that won't even feed us, let alone everyone here. And Jesus said, bring that here to me. Bring that here to me. And that's exactly what he calls us to do. Seeing the world as Jesus sees it is, begins with compassion. 
Reminds me of uh, Joe Burrows. I don't know if you've ever heard that name, but football fans would have. Burrow led his team, the LSU uh, Bengal uh, Tigers, to last year's championship and uh, in football. And he won the 2019 uh, Heisman Trophy. And, but, but a humble man you'll never find. And one day, as he was uh, speaking as a result of receiving the Heisman Trophy, uh, he came from, uh, incidentally, a place called Athens, Ohio. And this is one of the poorest areas in the Appalachians. And through tears, Burrow said, I'm up here for all those kids in Athens and Athens County that go home to not much food on the table and hungry after school. And then he added, you guys can be up here too. Well, within hours of uh, Burroughs' words, a man in Athens County named Will Trebolt uh, set up a fundraising site for money, uh, GoFundMe, uh, and he was, he was blown away. Uh, he, he set it up for the Athens Food Pantry um, of the area. And he was hoping that Burroughs' words would hit home, and they did. As a matter of fact, within the next 48 hours, $260,000 was sent in by GoFundMe to the Athens County Food Pantry, all because of the moving way in which Burroughs showed compassion for needy kids in his community. Compassion is the way Jesus operates. But let's, let's go beyond that. Let's realize that not only is it a trademark of Jesus, it's the very core of who he is, the very core. You see, he saves us from our sins, and, um, and he gives us things beyond our, our um, capability level, are able to rise to the occasional level, because he wants to develop us to think like him. And when Jesus heard what had happened, he heard, of course, that um, Jesus, uh, Jesus cared. Jesus went to this place, and Jesus didn't just see crowds. He saw individuals. In other words, he doesn't see you and I here today as a bunch of people who are gathered together to rejoice. He saw these people with love. And the Bible says he healed them. Anyway, he has them sit down and uh, Jesus tells disciples after they've uh, been knocked off their feet mentally, <laughs> he says to them, I'm here to grow you here. Now, we've only got five loaves and two fishes. I want you to give them to me and I will do something with them. And that's exactly the way he operates for you and me. Bring yourself to him. Bring your gifts to him. Bring your limited resources to him, and he will make something great about it, with it. Uh, I'll never forget, somebody came to me and said, you know, I, I don't have a lot of extra cash uh, for, the, for the food bank in my area. Well, go to the Lord and give him that amount, and he will do miracles with it. Bring them to him. When God sees needs, he uses his son's example to meet them. Bring them here to me. 
or maybe you say, well, I don't have much time to, to, uh, to really uh, donate my time. Well, bring it to Jesus and he'll find some time in your, in your schedule to do something up and above what you could possibly have imagined. And the Bible says they, every one of them, from this five loaves, five loaves, two fish, he made it possible for thousands of people to be fed. I, I want to tell you a story of Rachel Beckworth, and this is the, my closing illustration. Uh, she isn't a, isn't a celebrity. As a matter of fact, on her ninth birthday, she decided she got money from her family, her, her grandmothers, grandfathers on both sides, aunts and uncles. She would usually get money, and she decided she was going to give it away. Then there's a wonderful organization called Charity Water. It's worldwide. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people who donate their uh, birthday money to these charities. One of them is Will Smith. You've heard of him. Jada uh, Pinkett uh, Smith, Justin Bieber, Kristen Bell, and Jessica Biel. Just a few people, but there's many of them that do it. And uh, anyway, she wanted to raise $300, Rachel did. And she raised $220, which is pretty good for a kid of nine years old. That's an impressive amount of money. But just a few weeks after her birthday, she and her parents were killed in a terrible car accident. And the news media from across the country sped the story of this generous child and her tragic death. And they uh, set up a direction to send, have people send it, Charity Water in Rachel's honor. To date, to date, $1.3 million has been donated in honor of Rachel. Enough money to provide clean water for 37 to 38,000 people. Rachel Beckworth saw the world through Jesus' eyes, even though she was only nine years old. And so must we. We shut our eyes to the needs around us because we don't think we can really make a difference. But this last week, God has really spoken to me on the number of ways I could make a difference. You know, Jesus wasn't planning a picnic that day. He was training his disciples to see with the eyes of Jesus Christ, his own eyes, and thereby establishing the kingdom of God on earth. And he's still doing that today. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God. You have gifts for all of us to use. You have given us the ability to, through your Holy Spirit, to listen to you. May we be attentive to you. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you that this weekend, of course, your church will need some finances and uh, give to them. Uh, if you know of a special ministry that, that you have given to in the past, consider doing that with anything extra that you have. And uh, I know that God will meet not only your need, but the need of multiple thousands of people, just like that day, in the need for food for thousands of people. Blessed be his holy name. Well, there's a lot of people to go to prayer about.
And um, we want to continue to remember Hazel Cameron, she's coming along, Peter Garrett, Harvey, Joe. I uh, want to continue to play, pray for Melanie's uh, family. Also, uh, my, my brother-in-law, Richard, is recovering well. As a matter of fact, yesterday we had a picnic uh, in Morrisburg with he and uh, Catherine's sister, Cheryl. And uh, he's coming along, healing up very well, considering I call him the bionic man. He's had his shoulder reconstructed. It's now a titanium shoulder. And his thumb has been all reconstructed because it was a mess. And it took uh, quite a while for the surgeon to uh, fix him up. Uh, so he's uh, recovering very well. His road rash is, uh, is doing well. Uh, and, you know, God has, and he says, I believe that it's been the prayers of God's people. Yesterday, he, he, he had acknowledged that. And, uh, and I am passing that on. So keep praying for Richard. Uh, Olive's cousin, Ralph, uh, is in hospital and doing rather poorly. He has some uh, real health issues. And we'll remember, his name is Ralph, and he needs our prayers. Um, there's so many people who need our prayers, and we'll give opportunity for you to remember them in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, how good you are. <clears throat> we thank you for this time of rest that we're able to enjoy. We thank you for your blessing. We think of all those who need our prayers. We think of Hazel and Peter, Harvey, Joe, Sylvia Lynch, Carol, Rob, Matthew, Bob, Earl, and Stan. We think of Carol this morning, Lord, one of our own, who escaped injury even though her car was demolished after hitting a deer. We thank you for your hand of protection upon your children and ask you, Lord, to continue to uh, be with Carol as she does drive those roads to the hospital as a nurse to Perth. We pray your healing presence and protection, as well as anyone that travels the roads uh, around uh, McDonald's Corners, Elfin, Perth, uh, Snow Road, etc. Lord, I pray that you'd protect them. Daily. Uh, Lord, we want to also remember Olive's cousin Ralph. We give you thanks, Lord, for the fact that the, the, the doctors are working with him, but we pray, Lord, that you would heal him in Jesus' name. We think of Richard and we want to give you thanks in your precious name, Lord Jesus, for having brought him along so well and protected him, really. It could have been so much worse. Lord, we also want to remember our our elders are uh, Hazel, of course, and Tom, Harvey, uh, David, Barb, Earl, Erwin, Janet, Elaine, Valerie, Linda, Harriet. Thank you for their lives and ask you to be with them. Lord, for those that are in retirement homes, Judith, Isabel, Fran, Norma, Audrey, Eleanor, Donna, and Lori, and any others that are in seniors' homes right now, they've been hit hard by this COVID-19. We pray that you would protect them, as well as those that are your children and children, Lord. Would you please place your hedge of protection around them and sustain them against this, uh, this COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Lord, be with us in everything we do. Lord, we have personal requests that we want to make lord right now we ask you in jesus name as we bring them to you hear our prayers
And now, Lord, we pray that you would be with us this weekend and the week that is ahead. Through Christ we pray it. Amen. We're going to close with uh, um, a great chorus I could sing of your love forever. Joel and family, take it away. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Over the mountains and the seas, your river runs with love for me, and I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free i'm happy to be in the truth and i will daily lift my hands for i will always sing of when your love came down i can sing of your love forever and i can sing of your love forever and I can sing of your love forever. And I can sing of your love forever. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth. Thank you, Joel. And I trust you're having a great week. We're going to give opportunity as we have all of our Zoom services, if we will, most of them, uh, for you to kind of greet one another, etc. cetera. Um, and uh, so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May his blessing rest on your life in order that you might enjoy all of the fullness that God desires to give you as his child. Amen. May the Lord. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. 
and then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Thank you.